Welcome to the Free Birth Podcast, a supportive space for people who are learning, exploring, and celebrating their autonomous choices in childbirth. Together, we'll unpack truths, share personal stories, and claim our ability to birth freely and intuitively. Here's your host, Emily Saldea. lots of different ways to interact with Free Birth Society and our work in the world. We have our flagship course, The Complete Guide to Free Birth, which is an incredible online course jam-packed with everything we think one would want to know to feel confident to birth in their power. We also recently released a companion course full of meditations, sacred rituals, and journaling prompts to support in releasing fear and tuning in to your ancient womb wisdom. We, of course, have our private membership if you're looking for a community of like-minded, radical, and wild women, and you can apply for that on our website. We offer personalized, one-on-one transformational coaching with a focus on learning the tools to move out of victim consciousness and into self-responsibility, which is, quite frankly, freedom. And it's worth mentioning that if you've been drooling over our Mother Lovin' Retreat in Dominican Republic this coming February, we do have a few spots left open, and you should totally come join us in a magical week in paradise. Find out more about all of this on our website, freebirthsociety.com. joined by Jeanne from North Carolina, who chose wild pregnancies and free births for both of her children. After witnessing a hospital birth prior to her first baby, she was launched into her passion to both understand and protect birth. When pregnant, she couldn't find a midwife she connected with, so the choice was simple. She would have a family-centered free birth. Jeanne tells us about how she chose to trust in her innate intelligence, how she accepted the what-ifs, and how her nine-pound baby boy came out in two pushes. Well, first, let me just say I come from a family of over 40 chiropractors. And in turn, there's like over 40 of us that were born at home, including Mm -hmm. like the second generation now, like, you know, all of our kids that are being born. So um, that's really cool. And I guess I never really thought about, you know, it was just always a given that I would give birth at home. And it really started for me um, when my husband and I, um, we were in our first year of practice. He's a chiropractor and we had a patient who, yeah, of course, right? And you are too? I'm not a chiropractor. I um, ran the office though. Okay. Um, So we had a patient who was pregnant with her first and she just really was unsure of the whole process, you know, didn't know much about anything and she just really needed help and guidance. So, you know, we adjusted her through her pregnancy. And then when it came time that she like, you know, was going into labor, she asked if I could, you know, stay with her at the hospital. And so I did. And so that was really my first exposure to, well, a, a birth. I had never been to a birth before. And Um, and a hospital birth at that. I had never been to a hospital birth. So all I've ever known was home births. 
So, you know, that was very eye-opening. Um, I didn't know anything about birth either. It's not like I had studied it or knew all the, you know, the things, but I just knew how normal birth was. Like, that's just all I've ever known. So she would say like, is this normal? Like, or, or what they saying? Cause of course, you know, they were just being horrible to her. Mm. She's, um, she speaks Spanish. And so she's, you know, that's her first language and her second language is English. So they kept being so, you know, um, like, I don't think you're understanding <gasps> what we're saying. Like they were being so condescending and oh. like just so rude to her. And so every time they would leave, I would just say, you know, like, I don't know, but I know that birth is normal and everything that's happening is normal. So and in, anyways, it ended up being great. She had a totally natural birth, you know, with no interventions whatsoever. And wow, go girl. Like, I just left there being like, wow, I did not know that that's what was happening in a hospital mm. birth, and like how crazy it was. So anyways, it just kind of launched me into like this passion that I have today just for birth. So I just like was reading everything and, you know, on all the blogs and watching all the documentaries. And I just like kind of launched myself into that. And so that was like, I mean, it had to have been seven years ago. So it was like, you know, three years before I ever got pregnant. But, um, so anyways, when I got pregnant, I were in North Carolina. So the home birth laws are not, you know, super great, but, um, I tried finding, a midwife. Like I didn't want a, a nurse midwife. I wanted a practicing midwife or just like a wise woman, but I, they're very hard to come by. They're yeah, kind of and, like, and why didn't you want a nurse midwife? Um, because they practice under an OB's license and they just, I mean, you, I just knew like how that would go. Like they're just, they have to follow the rules and they have to, you know what I mean? So I just, that's just not, and I, I have never known that. Like I, I know like my aunt is a midwife and like, she's a wise woman. So like, that's what I know to be a midwife. Gotcha. So yeah. So I, I didn't want like a glorified OB, like mm. I wanted a true midwife. So I found one and I, um, interviewed her and I knew pretty much right away. I was like, no, you're not right for my birth. Like I just didn't like the way she was answering my questions and things that maybe I knew were like a non-issue. Like she kind of was like, oh yeah, maybe we would, you know, go to the hospital in that circumstance. And I was like, no, 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 no. So I decided not to hire her and she was the only one that I had found. So I was like, well, if I'm not just going to hire you because you're the only one I can find. Like, so my husband and I were like, okay, well then we'll just do it on our own. Wow. So, yeah. So we did. So many women just hire the midwife. Yeah. And that relationship between you and your midwife is so, it has to be right. You can't oh just God. hire anybody. Like, well, it's like your husband. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. like you got to date around and see right. how it is. And, you know, most people, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, most people need to shuffle through quite a few. Yes. You know, like, could yes. you imagine if we, I mean, I don't know your history, but like, if I had married the first guy that I fell in love with. Exactly. Know, no good. Yeah. No, good no, no, good. no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So we just decided, okay, like, we're just going to do it on our own. And that was, 
I mean, it felt actually great because my dad's a chiropractor and I, I grew up only seeing him like for adjustments and we ate healthy and we were active. Like we never went to the doctor. We never went for medical treatment unless it was like an emergency situation, like a broken bone or like I, I got a golf club in my nose. So I had to get stitches. Like it was like true emergency situations only. So that's how, that's all I've ever known. So it actually felt totally normal to me to not have somebody like oversee my pregnancy and birth because it's not how I've ever lived. I've never like gone to a third party to like dictate, like, are you healthy or not? Like I've always taken control of my own health and, you know, I've been healthy my whole life. So this was not going to be any different. You know, I wasn't going to seek like outside sources to like, you know, manage my pregnancy. So we, you know, we had a great pregnancy and, um, I was 40 weeks and three days. Um, and we were at, um, I had been crossfitting three times a week. So we were at like our 12 o'clock class that we always went to. My husband and I went together and I would always feel like if I kind of like was overdoing it, I would feel some tightness in my belly. And then like, after I would like cool down a bit and the workout was done, then it would like go away very quickly, like within, you know, 10 minutes. So after this class, I, you know, was feeling that tightness and I was like, okay, but you know, 30 minutes went by and it wasn't going away and it was getting, it was progressively like the tightness was getting tighter and tighter instead of like going away. So I was like, okay, this actually could be it. So we like grabbed food because it was lunchtime. So we grabbed food and we, you know, we're going to drive home. And I was like, there was actually still a few things that I needed, like (laughs) that I hadn't gotten yet. So I was like, we we better stop at Target and just grab a few things. So we went, but like, it was, it was like, it came out right out, like super hard, super fast. Like, but like, so within that first hour of like going to get food, and deciding like, I don't want to eat at the restaurant. Let's take it home. Getting to target. Like I already, like when I would feel a sensation, like I already couldn't talk through it. Like I had to like stop and focus and like be quiet. I wonder how many women have been in labor in target. (laughs) I know. Right. I feel like it's gotta be like a million. (laughs) Yes. I mean, you're totally right. Cause it's always like, Oh, I'm in labor. Let's go to target. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you, were you able to complete the target run? Yeah, it was a quick run. We just got, you know, pads and things like that for after, um, things that I hadn't gotten yet. Um, so we head home and, you know, we all like are eating lunch and I'm having like a couple of bites, but it's really not going down. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to eat. My mom was in town. She's from Canada. So she flew down and she was there. Um, Like we always knew that it was just going to be in the bedroom where the tub was set up and everything. It was just going to be my husband and I, but I had my mom and my in-laws and my sister-in-law downstairs. Oh, wow. And so, and that was fine. Like I was like, you guys can be in the house, but you're not going to be in the room. Like it was- four more people. Yeah. There was four more people downstairs, downstairs. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, but at this point, like when we're having lunch and I'm realizing that I'm, you know, I didn't want to eat, it was just my mom and my husband at that time. 
And your family's response to your choice to free birth, like, were you totally transparent out the gates and everyone was like, hell yeah? Yeah, totally. Um, I had a cousin who had had three of her own. Um, everybody else in my family had had midwives. Right. Um, and then, but my cousin had had three. So, you know, I spoke with her and it was, you know, she had an amazing experience and Hmm. my mom, I mean, she had done it, you know, at this point, like 30 years ago was her last one. So she was like maybe slightly nervous, but she never told me like she would have probably preferred that I had a midwife there, but she completely trusted my judgment and Greg's judgment and like was totally fine with it. But she never voiced anything. She knows how sacred and precious like mm. that is. So like she knew not to say. Like she, I only ever found out after the fact. You know. Yeah, that's so refreshing. So, wow. Yeah. Yes. Like talk about what a normal setup you have. Like oh, normal totally. of yeah. what it should be, right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I just, I'm so blessed. Like I just love where we came from and how we grew up and like the the amazingness of like, yeah, it's, it's, it's really a beautiful thing because it's so rare. That's what I was going to say. Well, it's a beautiful thing, period. Even if it wasn't rare, it would be so beautiful. It's actually like really fucking sad that I've almost never heard anyone say that. I know. Yeah. How did you navigate the what ifs and the education and the complications and the, like, where was your line of, um, self-education and comfort around all of that? Um, there were no what ifs for us. Like they're just, we, we had one, we had the opportunity to sit down with my aunt who's a midwife. I mean, she's a retired midwife at this point, but, um, we sat down with her once when we were visiting it back in Canada. Um, I was probably about six months pregnant and she was just like going over things like, you know, this is how you're going to cut the cord. And this is, you know, like things that like, I wouldn't know otherwise. Like, so she was just walking me through, like, this is what an actual like birth will look like for somebody who's never done it before. Right. And so she, you know, she was like, you know, and we have to have this conversation. Like, so are you, you guys are doing it on your own at home. There's not going to be like a midwife to help you or a doctor or whatever. So like if the baby comes out and, you know, it's kind of like a stillbirth situation or, you know, whatever, if there's something like where you can tell like the baby is not good, you have to make like, are you okay with just staying at home and letting things happen the way that they should happen? Or do you want to rush to the hospital and have every possible intervention, have the baby hooked up to all these things? Well, like if it's a stillbirth, that, it's a stillbirth. Yes. I mean, if it's a stillbirth, the baby's already gone. Right, right, right. But like, but like you, you mean like if the baby's born, like not well. Not well. And okay. so it's like we, you know, we had to be like, okay, well, like it's kind of like if that's what's going to happen, then that's what was meant to happen. Like I'm not, I don't know, we're just so low intervention people that in all aspects of our life that, you know, getting hooked up to like machines and pumped full of drugs. And like, that's just not, it's just not what we would have wanted anyways. So that was really the only discussion like that. And that's like the worst possible, you know, like And so that was it. We had that one conversation. We decided, no, like whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And we're okay with that. And that's, that was the end of it. Like there was no, like, 
but what if? Yeah. And, and I think it's a good point because I honestly feel like when women are super committed to worrying and they're obsessed with the what ifs, they're not great candidates for home birth slash free birth. Yes, I completely agree. And and that doesn't mean they don't still free birth because I'm thinking of a couple women in my head who are total worry warts, who I just adore. Yeah. Who absolute, who free birth. So, you know, birth happens regardless of if you're worried or not. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which I love, but, but in terms of kind of feeling, you know, yeah, emotionally uh, integrated into, you know, into what's about to happen. Yeah. I think that, you know, it sounds like you're very similar to me of just being like, cool, I'll handle whatever comes. And, you know, when we trust our own internal resources, uh, there's no point to obsess over what isn't even occurring yet. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I really, I mean, physically, mentally, and emotionally, I just prepared like going to CrossFit was amazing because mentally it's just pushing you to, you know, a place that you're just not normally in, like you're getting pushed physically. And so I used that. I was like, okay, when there was like an exercise where I had to keep going for another minute, it's like, okay, I can do anything for this one minute. Mm -hmm. And it was the same, like, it's the same in, in childbirth. It's like, you can do anything. You can get through it. And mentally, if, you know, I was just like, so I had gotten myself to a place where I was just like, so strong mentally, like it does, like nothing could have, you know what I mean? Like broken you? Yeah. 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 That's so awesome. I had, yeah. I had just like worked on that. So we're at the start of your labor. Your yeah. mom is there. Yeah. And so, you can't eat the food. Like I didn't want to eat the food. So you know, we were like, okay, let's go for a walk in the neighborhood. So we start walking a couple minutes into it. I start crying and I'm like, oh dear God, like this is, this is way worse than I ever thought it would be. <laughs> like I, so I had a moment, I, I, like I broke down, I started crying and I was like, if this is how bad it is and I'm not even two hours into it, like what am I going to do? And, and it lasted honestly only a minute or two. Like I let myself have those two minutes and then, but immediately I was like, no. And I shut it down and I said, you can do this. You're not like, you're going to be totally fine. So I got back into my state that I had been prepping for so long and it was over. And then I was like, okay, I'm back in the zone now. Nice. So we walked And, and I love the like, yeah, it's fucking hard and I do it anyway. Exactly. Isn't that motherhood? Isn't that womanhood? You know, like like CrossFit. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not fun, (laughs) but you do it anyways. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so we walk the neighborhood and then we go back home. At this point, my in-laws were there and my mother-in-law was like sewing on her machine, like a baby blanket or something. And I just, like, I was walking kind of, I mean, we were just in a small town home. So the, that lower level, I was just like kind of walking around and I would just remember that sewing machine noise. And I was like, no. So I was like, it is time to go upstairs. So we went upstairs. And so this has only been like three hours now into the whole process. And so I'm like, no, we got to get up to the room. So we go upstairs and I took lots of showers I had horrible back labor. So Greg was like squeezing my hips. I was like 
yelling at him like harder, harder. Like it was just like his poor arms and hands were so dead. Like, and, um, so I was like in and out of the shower the whole time, you know, we kept things dark. I had like my music that I had been listening to throughout my pregnancy. It's called childbirth and the glory. And so I had like the one track that I really loved, like just on repeat, on repeat, on repeat. And I mean, this went on for like 15 hours. Like it was just like, she was born after 21 hours. So I don't remember exactly at what point I got in the tub, but we filled up the tub and I got in at some point and this went on for, I mean, I don't know how long there, the thing is like, I was so in the zone and when you're like, I wasn't, I wasn't looking at the time. Like I had no concept of time. I didn't know what time it was. I didn't know like how, how long I had been in labor for. I didn't know like anything. Like I was just like, so in the zone and focused, I had no idea what was going on. So at some point I got in the tub and I was in there. I, I I'm assuming for about six hours because I pushed for about five hours and it, that was all in the tub. Mm. So I was just like, I was leaning over the edge and I was, you know, I pushed for a very, you know, a very long time. And, um, Towards the end, I guess in that last hour, I remember this, I could see like through the um, blinds, like the sun was coming up. So I was like, oh, like it's the next day. Like, and I had, I mean, I just had no clue. Um, And throughout, like it was, it was very painful (laughs) in my back. I'm not going to lie. Like it was super hard, but it went by like so fast too. Like how can you be in that much pain and like not even, not even be aware of the time, you know? And so I think it's hormones. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, I, think, I think it's hormones and that you were feeling safe. Yes. You were undisturbed. You were surrounded yeah. by your loved ones. Absolutely. And like you said, you had cultivated your mental endurance. Mm-hmm. You had been preparing for this. So you yeah. just fucking did it. Yeah. That, and that was my attitude. Like, I'm just going to fucking do it. Like all these people before me have done it. It's not going to be any different for me. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's, you just got to go into it like that. So that last hour, I remember the sun coming up and you know how you take little naps right when the baby's about to come out. So I do remember falling asleep for a few minutes, you know, here and there. And then I mean, and then I could feel her head like coming down and then going back up and coming down, going back up. And then at one point I put my hand down and I felt that there was hair and that's all I wanted was a baby with hair. Like, <laughs> like, cause of course, you know, we didn't know the gender or anything like that. We didn't know what we were, you know, going to have, but I just, I wanted a baby with hair. And so I felt that there was hair and I was like, oh, the baby has hair. And so, um, you know. I don't know. So I just kept pushing and then the head came out and I think it probably was a couple more pushes and then the body came out and it was a girl Hmm. (laughs) and I wanted a girl so badly. Um, so it was a girl. And so I just like put her on my chest or Greg caught her from behind. I was like leaning over. So he caught her and then passed her back to me. And, um, you know, she was covered in vernix. I was like rubbing it in and she was, 
um, you know, coughing up some stuff. So I was just encouraging her, like, you're doing such a good job, you know, get all that junk out of there, you know? And so he, you know, ran out and was like, it's a girl. And so then everybody came up. Oh, and so they were all holding it down downstairs. They, they were the all night. through the night. They were up all night. Oh, uh, that's so cute. Yeah. At one point, my father-in-law had to go in the car because he couldn't listen to me scream anymore. I was, I was very vocal and very loud. Well, yeah. He just felt like he felt so bad. He couldn't hear me be in that kind of pain. So he had to leave. And and my mom said the same thing. Like, it was so hard to hear your daughter, like be in that much pain, you know? So anyways, like, yeah, he was like, it's a girl. And so they all ran upstairs. And I, I hope when, you know, if, if you and I get the privilege of attending our daughter's births, right. I yeah. hope that it's not hard to hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope, like, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think, you yeah, like I don't think it's just a given. I think that there's some work there, you know, that that hopefully will be able to be like, yes, wild woman, like yes. yes, fucking roar, scream, like I know it hurts and that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Let yourself do whatever you need to do. Yeah, yeah and that it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, part of it is, I guess, you know, I attend, I attend birth, and so I see women do that all the time. So mm-hmm. hopefully that will continue. So by the time she has her kid, I won't have forgotten. You know right. what I mean? I think yeah. part of it is like that, like you mentioned in the beginning, they're like, it's been 30 years. And right. so yeah. There's a separation from it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they all come upstairs. So they all come upstairs and, you know, they look at her and, you know, they take a few pictures of us, you know, of course, of course we have like no pictures of it. Cause it was just the two of us. And yeah. Um, so do you remember the placenta? Yeah. So it's funny because I didn't know this until a couple of months ago when I finally took my doula training with, um, Jessica Austin and Gloria LeMay. I thought I had a big chunk of my placenta come out first, but now they told me that it was actually just a big clot. Mm-hmm. And I had this whole time, I had no idea. Like I always thought it was a chunk of my placenta that came mm. out first. So anyways, at this point, I think it was probably because of how much squeezing was going on in my hips that my legs were totally numb and I couldn't move. So I was like trying to like get into a position to like get off of my bum basically so that I can like get the, you know, let the placenta come out. Um, but I just couldn't, like, I could just couldn't, my legs were not working. So we had my aunt, um, on the phone and she was like, well, why don't you get carried over to the toilet and that'll be a better position for it to come out. So they like got me out of the pool, like carried me over. And then, um, and then sure enough, the placenta came out on the toilet and was that like dramatic or was that handled pretty mellow, the carrying you over and dealing with the numb legs? It was fine. Like, yeah, no. I, I mean, it, I was like, oh, like my legs don't work right now. Like I'll need help to get out. Like it wasn't a big deal at all. Yeah. I, like I just, I knew like I had been squatting for 20 hours. My husband was squeezing my hips. There's probably lots of inflammation going on in there. You know totally. what I mean? Like, So it wasn't like, we were just like, okay, I can't use my legs. So yeah, <laughs> were your hips totally bruised from all that pressure? 
Um, I mean, internally they must've been, I didn't have any like black and blue on it, but yeah, that's surprising, but, um, no, definitely they had to have been. Cause actually like my right leg was dead for a couple of months. Like it didn't come back. Yeah. Yeah. It must've been some nerve damage. Yeah. I mean, not like permanent damage, but yeah, yeah. like it must've been, yeah, it must've been some kind of like maybe a herniated disc or something, or I don't Mm. know, but you know, my husband's a chiropractor, so I just, you know, got adjusted and all was well. So placenta's Um, out in the toilet and then, and then you go cozy up in bed. Yeah. So I, um, like I showered, got cleaned up, went back in bed. Um, my husband adjusted me, adjusted the baby. Um, she, she took a little while. Like I was expecting her to just like latch on right away, but she didn't want to. And like, that's fine. Like we just let her do whatever she wanted. And eventually she did, you know, how long did it take? Do you remember? You know what? I don't remember, but I feel like a couple of hours. I'm not quite sure. But I just remember it being longer than I like had pictured in my mind, you know? Um, but so we, you know, we cut the cord when it had stopped pulsating and we just snuggled up and yeah. how did you feel after all of that? I felt great. Like I couldn't believe what had just happened. You know, you just can't, it's your first, you don't know what to expect. And so it happens. And then, but then I also felt like, like, I just did it. Like, hmm. you just feel amazing after. Good. Yeah. And so then how does that change you? Like, who do you become from from that, from this first free birth? How has it, like, how did it shift you over the next year? Did you notice, was it like already just totally in keeping with who you were? Or did you notice some, like, new layer of you was born with it? I think not really. I think I was just like, like, it just was normal. (laughs) Like it wasn't a big deal, you know, like, and I, I felt like, I felt like good. I was like, you did it. Like I felt proud of myself and, but it wasn't like anything like it just felt just normal. Like I was like, that was what was supposed to happen. That's what did happen. And I love it, hmm. you know? So then take me to your next pregnancy. So then I got pregnant and I... How many years later? Um, so my daughter was probably like, they're t- exactly two years apart, two years and three months apart. So whatever. She was like maybe 14 months old when I got pregnant, 16 months old, something like that. Um, so I got pregnant and I mean, uneventful pregnancy, normal, everything. I did want to find out the sex because I really wanted, I don't know why I wanted a girl so badly. I wanted two girls, but I had a feeling it was like, I just had a gut feeling it was a boy. So I was like, I really want to do the blood test to find out. So we did. And of course it was a boy. <laughs> and so I, you know, I cried and I was like, it's a boy. And, and then I got over it obviously of course. and was like, it's going to be great. But, um, I was just really curious and I wanted to find out. So we did do that. And so did you otherwise have a totally wild pregnancy? Yeah, totally for both. That's awesome. Um, we had bought a fetoscope 
and like had no idea how to use it, but like, we're, <laughs> like, we're trying to use it. Sure. Um, and like every time we thought we could hear the heartbeat, it was just my heartbeat. Mm. <laughs> so it, I mean, yeah. like the baby's heart rate is really slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like we did have uh, that, but like it never worked and we, whatever. So no, yeah, we had a totally free pregnancy, um, or wild pregnancy and we didn't do anything. And um, did you have the language? Like, did you call this a free birth with your daughter? No, no. I'm glad you said that because I, I didn't hear about free birth or know that term until I came across your podcast, to be honest with you. So funny. Yeah. I like, at the time I was calling it an unass- like we're having an unassisted home birth because yeah. there was going to be, you know, no prof- medical professional there. Mm-hmm. So, um, and same with my son too, like it was an unassisted home birth. It wasn't a free birth. Like I just kind of more recently. Well, they're the same thing. Right. No, I yeah. know, but I, yeah. I had never heard that. Right. Term. So then were you yeah. like, when you heard the term, were you like, oh, that's, wait, that's, that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. That's awesome. Yeah. And it, it's, it's unpacked like layers too, that I like never even was, cause here's the cool thing about birth is like, whether you know everything about birth or whether you know nothing about birth, like yeah. you're going to give birth to your baby. Like that's how people who have babies on the side of the road, like when they're on their way to the hospital, like those people didn't know everything about birth like it was an accident Mm. but like that's what's so cool it's like it's gonna happen whether you know all the steps or not yeah birth happens it's like like, it's like poop (laughs) yeah exactly like you don't yeah so that's kind of like I didn't know everything I didn't know all the terminology I didn't know all the stages of birth I just knew that it was normal and that my innate intelligence was going to take care of everything. Hell yeah. Know? God, and that is enough. I mean, because so many people that I that I work with or have worked with or talked to, um, they are on the other end of the spectrum where they're trying to learn, quote unquote, everything, but yeah. not trust their innate intelligence, their instinct. Right, right. Like, well... I don't know if you can like think yourself into a, into a a physiological birth, you know? Right. Exactly. Like, it's almost like the, the least amount of stuff that you know is like actually the better. (laughs) Often. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you get pregnant with your second, you find out it's a boy, you have a wild pregnancy. It's pretty uneventful. You said. Yep. And, um, everyone was telling me I was going to go early. Like, like as if they know they're like I was I was due like right around like a week before Christmas or something like that so everyone's like oh you're gonna have an early December baby and blah 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 and so like the days go by and the weeks go by and Christmas goes by and he's still (laughs) not here and you know I had bought all kinds of like Christmas pajamas to like match with my daughter and like (laughs) it was gonna be the best Christmas with a newborn and of course you know that didn't happen um so I went to 42 weeks and I am a very firm believer that you don't even in natural ways, try and induce your labor. Like yeah. don't eat the spicy foods because you want to, like, if you want to eat spicy, cause you love spicy, then go for it. But like, don't try and like do all the things to like induce your labor. Like I'm just really like, no, it's just going to happen when it happens. 
So I'm at 42. It's, it's really stressful energy to start your labor with. Right. Exactly. Um, so I'm at 42 weeks and I was having a conversation with one of my friends on the phone and she's like, well, why don't you go get acupuncture done? And I'm like, no, like, I don't want to like induce labor in any way. She's like, well, you get adjusted. She's like, you're just like supporting your body with like something healthy. And so that sounded pretty good to me. So I was like, you're right. And so I did go in and to this day, I still don't know, like, did I interfere with my, you know, the start of my labor? Like, should I have done that? I don't know. But anyways, I, I went in at 42 weeks. Um, I had the acupuncture done and 30 minutes after leaving the office, my water broke. So, I mean, it, it definitely worked. Well, and <laughs> let me just insert really a couple of things really quick. Yeah. So where's the line between supporting and interfering? You know, the, the umbrella like truth is that you're living in your body and everything you does affects everything you do. Right. So you're walking, you're eating, you're sleeping, your acupuncture, your Cairo, you know, you know, whatever, all of that is just you living in your body and doing the things that, um, you feel are supportive. Right. And we already know acupuncture is, um, you know, it's about opening up your meridians to bring you into balance, right? And to right. support, like your friend said, to support your wellness. And so yeah. I I can't think of any um, any downside to that. But the other piece I want to just throw in here is women around the world, whatever we do right before our labor starts, we think that's what induced it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I yeah. had sex, you know, and three hours later, my labor started. So my right. story could be, oh, sex started my labor. You know, you could yeah. eat a spicy, a spicy meal and then your labor starts. So retroactively, you know, yeah. we can say, oh, the thing I did right before my waters opened must have been the thing when really it was everything. <laughs> right? right. And so, you know, there is no there is no like providence, right? There is no like meant to happen or it would have happened. Like maybe your waters would have not opened 30 minutes after acupuncture if you hadn't have got acupuncture and they would have opened six hours later, but it's totally irrelevant, right? Because you were doing things that were self-care and And then it's kind of like funny because you had this whole thing in your head and then your waters really did open. But, but I would say that that was, um, just supporting your wellness, supporting what was already planning, you know, what was already like getting ready to happen in your body. You're 42 weeks. Like you were about to go into labor at any point. Right, 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 right. So we leave the um, acupuncturist office and we stop at Whole Foods on the way home to like grab some pineapple and coconut water and, you know, whatever, some stuff for the birth. And, um, and then, so I, we're walking into Whole Foods and I'm like, okay, I better go pee before we shop. So I go to the bathroom, sit on the toilet and it's like, and it like broke on the toilet. I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh, thank God. It wasn't like down the aisle or something. Yeah. Like, that on the toilet. <laughs> like that's all I never wanted. Like, I don't want my water to break like in public somewhere and like make a big mess everywhere. Um, so anyways, um, so I like put a bunch of you know, toilet paper in my pants. And I was like, I walk out, I'm like, okay, so my water just broke. So let's get a few things and go home. So we grabbed a few things, we go home. Um, but I didn't have any like birth sensations or anything like that yet. Um, we go home and like his whole 
family. It was Christmas time, right? So they had all like come down for Christmas. So, and slash the birth. And so they were all there like having dinner. So it was like my mom, my brother, his two sisters, their two husbands, his mom and dad. And so we like go have dinner and I'm like, okay, so I think it's going to happen. So you guys need to leave now. So everybody left except for my mom and my brother were staying with us at our house. And, um, this was, I guess around five 30 or so. And so around eight o'clock, I was like, okay, well, let's just go for a walk around the neighborhood. So we go outside, go for like a 20, 30 minute walk. And then all of a sudden the sensation started happening. And again, they were like hot and heavy right out of the door. So I was like, all right, we better go back. And so we went back, went right up to our room, just like got in the zone. I, you know, did the same thing. Like I just, I took some showers. Um, there was a little bit of hip squeezing, but not like the first time, like not even close. And my husband was like, do you want me to put some music on? Um, he's like, I can put your brother's piano playing because my brother's a pianist. So I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. So he did. And it was amazing. Like Aww. I had never even, I had never even thought about putting on music. Like I just was so in my totally. head and in the zone that like, I didn't need music or I didn't need like anything on, but he suggested, and I was like, okay. And it was beautiful. And I'm so glad that he put that on. And, um, he could tell like that things were progressing, but he was like, ready to be up all night again. Like he was just ready for it, you know? And so he's like, do you want me to, you know, fill up the pool? And I was like, yeah. So we did it. I got in and like shortly after, like, again, timeline, I have no idea, but from start, from, from birth sensation to baby was five hours. Dang. So, yeah. So, um, gotta love those I, second babies. Huh? Oh, I know it was so, it felt amazing. So I'm like in the pool and I'm like, it's kind of starting to push. And I'm like, oh, I feel the head. And Greg's like, what? He's like, no, like I was ready to be up all night. Like, he's like, this can't be possible. And like, and so like two pushes and he was out. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean. it happened so fast. And he was a big boy. He was nine pounds, two ounces. And he came out and he latched on right away. Hmm. And oh, it was it was, oh, and get this part. Oh my gosh, this is, you're not gonna believe this. So, um, a year before, so a couple months before I found out I was pregnant, um, my grandmother passed away on, uh, December 31st. And she was like my person, you know, mm -hmm. she was my best friend, my, you know, my son was born on December 31st at the exact same minute that she passed away. Whoa. A year later. One year later, like mm. to the minute. That's so sweet. It was unbelievable. How soon after he was born did you realize that? Um, very soon. Because it was, I mean, we were all aware, like it's her one year anniversary of her death. Mm. So um, like we like looked at the time and we were like, I think it's like the exact same time. And then we like confirmed that it was, and it was that's such, magic. I mean, it, it really was magic. It was such a sign from her that she was like all over it, you know, and she was like, mm -hmm. I am there. And it was, mm -hmm. yeah, it was powerful. That is so powerful. That's yeah. so sweet. Anything else about that birth? Placenta? Anything? Um, 
so no, I mean, the placenta came out pretty quickly after two. Um, and there, there was a little bit more blood this time around than the first time. So I, I remember feeling like a little bit lightheaded and weak, like, so I needed, you know, a little bit of assistance, like, you know, showering and getting cleaned up and stuff. Um, but no dead leg. No dead leg this time, which was great. And um, so we got into bed, you know, cut the cord. And again, we got all got adjusted and just like went to bed, like, cause it was like one o'clock in the morning. So it was like, perfect. Let's just go. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. And so was your daughter present for any of this? No, she was sleeping. Okay. Yeah. So, cause it was from 8 PM to 1 AM. So, mm-hmm. she, was so she woke up to a baby brother. She woke up to a baby brother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. I love it. You know, this is what this podcast is about is just like remembering and sharing how simple this is. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's like, okay, you got pregnant and then you had a baby. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and then you got pregnant again and then you had another baby. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's so perfect. Yeah. And so how has this, you know, I guess to wrap up, I'd love to to just touch on how this has inspired, you know, who you want to be in the world or who you are in the world. Um I really just wanna like help communicate to people like how normal, like don't complicate it. Don't fear. Like you don't have to fear. It's nothing that you need to be scared of. You know, it's so normal for people to be scared of the unknown. Like it's like natural to just like, that's what you deflect to, but it's like, you don't have to, you know, just because it's something you haven't experienced before, just because you're not familiar with it. Like you know, so I definitely want to, you know, help normalize it for sure. Yeah. Well, this story will go far and wide and, and assist in that. Anything else, anything else you want to say or share before we close? No, just thank you so much for the work that you're doing and having me on. It's been great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Your story is amazing. You're an inspiring woman. Thank you. that's it for today, everyone. Join us next week for another episode of the Free Birth Podcast. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your body, your choice. Lots of love.